Hi, and welcome to Operation Adopted, where we explore the individualized nature of adoption. To do this, we have conversations with individuals who have been adopted, also known as adoptees. Whether good or bad, every adoptee has their own story to tell. Here on Operation Adopted, our goal is to provide a platform for those voices to be heard. Hi, and welcome back to Operation Adopted. Today we have our guest. I'm going to have her introduce herself, and then she's going to share a little bit about her adoption story. Hi, my name is Jilly. I'm 28. I'm from New Jersey. Um, I was adopted when I was an infant uh, by my mom and dad, and I don't have any siblings. I found out I was adopted when I was 12 by accident, and that was, I don't want to say the word traumatic, but slightly traumatic for me because I grew up thinking that my parents were my biological parents, and... I just didn't know any different. So when my parents sat me down and told me that I had two people out there that were my biological parents, that was a little bit overwhelming for me. That was a lot for a 12-year-old who was going through a lot of other life changes to digest. So that kind of threw me into a lot of other mental health issues. Um, I was also dealing with a lot of bullying in school and stuff at the time. I kind of pushed it under the rug for a while because I was like, oh, well, I can't really do anything about it. My parents just told me that it was a closed adoption and that was the end of it. I love my parents, but they were the type of people that would just push things under the rug because they didn't really know what else to do about it. So that was kind of where we left it until this past year, actually. My mom passed away four and a half years ago. And at that point, I still didn't really want to do anything regarding my adoption because I just wasn't ready mentally. But I decided last summer to do a 23andMe. And that's when I had found some distant relatives and I had reached out to a search angel through Facebook and she had found my birth mother and her and I had reconnected and had a short reunion, which turned out to be an interesting experience to say the least, but I would definitely say that it was worthwhile for me to wait, even though at 12 years old, I was mad and angry and disappointed because I was mad at my parents for not telling me sooner. I'm kind of glad they didn't tell me because If I was any younger, I wouldn't have been able to really digest it because at 12, I don't really think I was able to digest it. So it kind of gave me the opportunity to be a little bit more mature to deal with it. I was content being an only child, but I always wondered if I had biological siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, And then turns out I do have a biological half-sister. When I had my reunion with my biological mother her and I had reconnected once but it just didn't it wasn't the right time for her she's younger she's 10 years younger than me and it just wasn't good timing um so there's a big age gap and she's going through you know 18 year old stuff and that that's a hard adjustment she didn't know about me so that was that was difficult for her so that was something I had always thought of my friends and I would joke like oh what if you have a twin and all this other kind of stuff you know and that it's always something I think as adoptees we think about because we just don't know and there's you know so many unknowns like I would say that that's one of the words that always kind of spins around in my head when you think of adoption it's just unknown it there was part of me that was excited but overwhelmed 
because it was a real tangible person, but then sad because it wasn't the person that I had envisioned in my mind, Mm -hmm. almost, if that makes any sense. I personally don't think anybody is 100% ready for that experience. Mm -hmm. That It's an experience that you can't really put into words. I'm grateful that I brought one of my best friends with me because I knew emotionally I didn't want to do that by myself. Because when I met my birth mom, um, she brought her sister with her. So I met my birth mom and my birth aunt at the same time because she wanted support, which I totally understand. So I would, you know, I also wanted support. Mm -hmm. And we left the restaurant after having like a three and a half hour lunch. And I just cried the whole way home because I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, cause you look at this person and she looks exactly like me. And so does my aunt. So sitting across the table, looking at two people that look exactly like me when I've never had that, you know, cause my adoptive family looks similar to me, but these two people are like identical to me. And my mind was just blown. And I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, this was crazy. And I was like texting all my friends and I was like, holy moly, look at these people. They look so much like me. And it, you know, like I woke up the next morning and I was like, did that happen? You know, so it's one of those things that I think nobody's ever really ready for, but it jump started, and I don't want to say finished my healing process, but pushed me in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Because since then I've started seeing an adoption special specialized therapist Mm -hmm. and that's been wonderful. Um, Her herself was adopted And she has a lot of, you know, really good information. And we've dealt with, you know, my so-called second rejection. Mm -hmm. And she has been very vital in dealing with that and me processing that. Because I think that you need somebody who has really been in it and involved to fully understand it. I didn't even really know. This is super embarrassing. (laughs) I didn't know there was anyone that specific for therapy for someone who's adopted like I didn't know that there were people that specialized specialized in it does the specialist gear everything towards adoption or is it just like a therapist overall and then they kind of no I think that's a good question because not many people know it's a thing and I didn't prior to Mm -hmm. you know a year ago the way mine works and they all could work very differently Mm -hmm. but the way mine works for me is in the beginning of my sessions we started focusing on, you know, I came in and I said, hey, this is what's going on. I, you know, was recently secondarily rejected by my birth mom. You know, we were in reunion and it fell through and this, that, and the other thing. Um, And she said, okay, what is it bringing up for you? And I said, well, my abandonment issues. And until a year ago, I didn't, couldn't pinpoint why I was having so many relationship issues and so many issues with abandonment Mm -hmm. until I was like, oh, hey, adoption is a trauma regardless of how perfect or wonderful or loving your adoptive parents are. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at it biologically, you know, and you look at all the books and all the documentaries that are out and everything like that, you know, there's science behind it. Mm -hmm. And I've been like really nerdy in that in the past year because I just think that the brain and all that stuff is really interesting. I'm a social work major. So I think all of that stuff is very interesting. Um, So the way my therapist and I have worked on it is we've kind of focused on that stuff and then kind of 
brought it into the other issues that I've been having. So like, why are you having these issues? Do you think they're based on the other stuff that's going on? And more often than not, the reason I'm getting upset about something stupid is because of the fact that, you know, my birth mom and I had a falling out. You know what I mean? So a lot of the times it's correlated. Mm -hmm. And if we kind of start at the beginning with the issues with my birth mom, we can kind of work backwards. Makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate your openness for that. It's kind of freeing that I've gotten to the point where I'm able to identify, you know, the root of it almost. I know for me, I had to get to a place of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that was meeting my biological family Mm -hmm. and realizing that God put me with my adoptive family for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have had the resources, more specifically mental health related, um, that I would have needed to, you know, basically survive. Um, I've had multiple hospitalizations for my mental health and multiple, you know, severe mental health issues that I don't believe my birth mother would have been able to provide me with those resources that I would have needed when I would have needed them. So, you know, I'm really grateful for my adoptive family and the resources they were able to provide for me. And, you know, cause not to be dramatic, but it could have been a matter of life or death, you know, mm-hmm. were you able to grow up in the place you were adopted from? I never, never asked that before. I was born about 15 minutes from where I grew up. Oh, yes. wow. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so insane because you think about that too. You're like, wow, I've probably seen them before. Or like, did you ever think like that when you were growing up? I guess you wouldn't have known because you didn't know until you were like 12. Well, and I never thought about it until this past year because I never knew where my birth mom was from. Like my parents never knew any of this information. So even when I found out I was adopted at 12, I didn't know anything. I just knew you were adopted. Like your parents were young. That was it. Like cut and dry so when I found out last year where my birth mother was from Mm -hmm. I was like wow like she was like right down the road from me and come to find out my birth mother lives and works 20 minutes from where I live currently in New Jersey so it's weird because you know I go to church five minutes from where my birth mother works so it's like oh hello you know so it's like yeah that's weird (laughs) I'm gonna run into her at some point and it's a little strange yeah but maybe that'll help. Maybe maybe it'll help with the process as well. You never know. You never know. Maybe it'll help with her processing as well, because hers might be different than yours. Actually, it's definitely different than yours. I shouldn't say mine. <laughs> yeah. I almost try to dodge her Yeah, sometimes, because it's just one of those things that's like, I don't even know what I would say to her at this point. Yeah. But it's like, all right, yeah. I know where you are, so I'm going to not be where you are at Avoid. the time when I know where you are. <laughs> you've been, it sounds like you've been through a lot throughout the past couple of years um, and even through childhood and moving forward through there. So from the time you found out you were adopted, what do you think has been, you know, one of the biggest things that you've learned from it? Probably being more resilient and, you know, I don't want to go into what ifs here, but I think if I would have accepted it when I was a little bit younger, not necessarily accept it, but process it, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have dealt with a lot of the mental health issues that I dealt with because I would have been able to understand where they were coming from, if that makes any sense. I was meant to deal with them because dealing with all of my mental health issues brought me to my faith. Mm -hmm. 
because I became a Christian later in life. I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. So that has been a very important part of my life. You know, my church family is my family. I don't, I'm not really close with my either side of my adoptive family. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously I'm not close with my biological family. Mm-hmm. So my church family are my people. You know, I'm very involved in the music ministry. I'm involved in a couple other different ways at my church. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where I get my family aspect from incredible how that works out like that it really is and music is a really big part of i think a lot of people's lives but we don't realize it until you find the music that really speaks to you or whatever that case is and it's and it's an incredible way to kind of express ourselves as well and without realizing it, I think a lot of songs that are sung in church are related to a lot of things that we go through as adoptees without realizing it. And, you know, the so the idea that, and I've had people on before that have said, it feels like you've been adopted twice mm-hmm. because you're adopted into, you know, your adopted family, but, you know, it's also adopted into his family. Mm-hmm. So it's really neat concept. You know, I've had a couple people say that and mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I actually really like that concept. It's a really interesting way of looking at it. And, you know, what a unique perspective that we would have in that sense, because we were physically to have that happen to it, us, but also uh, spiritually as well. Yeah. Which is really neat. You know, it's not something you think about. But adoption is really an incredible way of becoming a part of a different family, whether it's the adopted family you're in or, you know, the ch- your church family or, or whatever the case may be, and even multiple families. Mm-hmm. It's an experience where we get to meet new people or meet, make new friends that you know, we think about as we maybe never would have been able to meet half the people that we would have throughout everything. What do you think has been kind of your your outlet for everything? This is going to sound strange, but I was in 4-H when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know if you know what 4-H is. You're going to have to give me a reminder. I've heard it many it's times. an agricultural club. That's what I thought. Yes, because okay. I yes. grew up in the sticks in New Jersey. Yep. So um, I actually raised rabbits. Oh, cool. And so I had a bunch of rabbits and yes, I love them. They were my babies. Um, so that was a big outlet for me. Um, I loved my animals and that was, you know, my solace when I would come home from school and, you know, so those were my two main things. Um, and I think the music has always been a constant outlets are really good for us in general and i like to you're the first person i've actually asked that to oh because i've never really thought about it until you mentioned other things earlier i was like wow that's actually really important to note because everybody's is different some people say that it's poetry writing or Mm -hmm. reading or art or photography or anything but it's really neat to ask because then you can get a background for it yeah you know like why or how and or how did you figure it out so that you know we can help other people figure it out mm-hmm. as well for themselves so was it something that you just kind of started doing or was it something that you felt i really want to try this i think this would be good for me kind of a thing the animals um i kind of just fell into it because i joined 4-h and then i was like oh i want to get a rabbit and then one rabbit wow. turned into 
Well, you know what? It was not even like an accident. It was just kind of like, oh, well, I can, you know, breed them and because they're cute. And then I made like a little bit of, bit of a business out of it. So that was kind of cool. I became a little bit of an entrepreneur when I was younger. Yeah. And the, the music was something I was always interested in. Um, I started singing in choir when I was younger. And then fourth grade, I started playing the xylophone and the drums. How do you think you've grown from your experience of being adopted? One, it helped me pick my career path hmm. because I kind of always knew I wanted to help people, but wasn't really sure how. Hmm. Initially, I was like, oh, I'll be a music therapist or, oh, well, you know, do something with music. But I wasn't really sure. And then I was like, oh, I could be a social worker because I had had many experiences in the hospital and the social workers were terrible. Hmm. And I was like, you know what? I could do this and I could do a better job at it because mm -hmm. I have real life experience and I could be more empathetic and, mm -hmm. you know, so that was the one thing. And my hopeful focus when I get my degree is to work with adoptees in some capacity, whether that be a counselor or work in foster care with younger children or, mm -hmm. you know, work in you know, some kind of group setting or I'm not exactly sure how, or even if I do that, like on the side volunteer work, I'm not exactly sure how, but I'd like to incorporate it somehow. And then I would honestly say as crazy as it sounds meeting my birth mom, because it gave me some sense of acceptance mm -hmm. and appreciation for my adoptive family. Yeah. And I wish that would have happened while my adoptive mom was still alive, mm -hmm. because even though her and I got along wonderfully, yeah. you know, we had our tiffs like any mom and oh, yeah. teenage daughter do yeah um but there's part of me that's like oh i wish she was here so i could like appreciate her more almost yeah but i know she knows how much i appreciated her do you know what i mean oh yeah um yeah. but i think that's the second main thing because it made me realize how blessed i am mm -hmm. to end up where i ended up with my adoptive family what does the word adoption mean to you? Like if I said this, just to said, what does adoption mean to you? What comes to your mind? I want to say new beginnings because I've had so many opportunities and so many, you know, things that I wouldn't have had mm -hmm. if I would have been with my biological family that I think I kind of overlooked in the past mm -hmm. because I just didn't know. Yeah. You know, you always think, oh, the grass is greener on the other side, yeah. when in reality, the grass would have probably been dead over there and the, yep. you know, mm -hmm. so I want to say new beginnings and I want to say acceptance, because I think that's one of the biggest things that needs to be done in order to fully heal. And I've said this to my therapist, and I didn't say this when I first walked in the door with her, <laughs> but it's almost like a dichotomy of sorts, like I can be grateful for my adoptive family yeah. till the cows come home because I love them to death and can still be sad that I did not end up with my biological family yes. and can still be sad for the trauma that I had to go through. Absolutely. You know, the two can be mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. And I had a hard time understanding that in the beginning mm -hmm. because I felt like it had to be one or the other. Yeah. I felt like it had to be, oh, well, I have to be, you know, on one person's side. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be on both sides, mm -hmm. but I can stand with one foot on each side of the sidewalk, so to speak, mm -hmm. you know, and 
it's not easy. You know, I'm not saying it's rainbows and butterflies because that's unrealistic, but I've gotten to a point where I'm grateful for my adoptive family and I'm going to love my biological family because they're my biological family. Mm -hmm. I know we will probably never have a stable relationship and that's okay, but I'm grateful that I had what I had with them. What do you feel has been the hardest part of your experience of being adopted? If you can like hone in on that. If not, that's also okay because there's always a lot. I think, ironically, the hardest part has been this past year mm-hmm. because previous to that, I hadn't really done anything with it. You know, mm-hmm. I, like everyone else, had just kind of been like, oh, I'm adopted, but it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> not, you know, nothing, none of my mental health issues have anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, doing my 23 in me, finding relatives, finding my birth mom, all that happened this last year. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot. And as healing as it was, it was difficult, you know. So I would say this past year in general, Mm. you know, like I had an opportunity to meet my biological half-sister and meet my biological cousins. And, you know, I spent time with my birth family on my birthday and like all those things that were like, you know, things that you kind of imagined happening actually happened. And it's like, oh, like not what I imagined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, I didn't like this as much as I thought I would. Yeah. And that's kind of when I knew that it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't going to work. That makes sense. Yeah. That and I think sometimes what is very often, though, that people do have are movies. They have movies about it. Mm-hmm. But there are always there are always movies that always seem to work out really well, and I'm yeah. like, but then that just makes it unrealistic in my brain of what should happen. And I think sometimes we feel a certain way, and then reality kicks in, and you're like, that didn't work yep. out the way I thought it would. I saw after my birth mom and I cut ties, I saw a Hallmark movie about this girl that found her birth father through like a DNA test, mm-hmm. and her birth father like welcomed her with open arms and it was this like you know yeah one of those movies that makes you want to like throw up and (laughs) you know it was like this like happily ever after at christmas time kind of movie and i was at my friends and i'm like yelling at the screen i'm like this is dumb i hate this (laughs) because i was still like angry at my birth mom at this point because we had just like cut ties and i'm like this is dumb (laughs) yeah not a good time to watch that one my friend's like oh wow you know (laughs) Yeah, I watch those two and I'm like, that's not how that works. And I get mad and then it's like all this stuff. And then people later would be like, oh, did you watch this movie? I think you'd really enjoy it. And I'm like, I hate it. Yeah, I would actually not enjoy that. I hated it. It gives it gives adoption almost a bad rap. It does. Because like you could say, oh, it's traumatic. I have trauma from my adoption. Oh, well, I see it on TV and it looks wonderful. Oh, really? Well. Great for you. Yeah. Good. I'm glad that it works that way yeah. for you, I guess. But it's not typically reality. No. Nope. Mine could have been a movie. I have a video of her and I like running to each other in the parking lot and giving each other a hug and crying. And, oh, really? Yeah. And it's like this whole big thing because yeah. we had talked for a couple weeks prior. Like, oh, I can't wait to meet you. I'm so excited. And, yeah. you know, and now we don't talk. Yeah. So, you know, know, you have to think realistically about that. Like, it's it's... People think, and I think she thought this too, like you're trying to build a relationship out of nothing. 
yeah, you have biology, but you have nothing else. We were polar opposites. Mm -hmm. And you can't just like build a relationship out of that. No. It's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Because you live, it's different when you live with someone forever. Mm -hmm. You start to build a knowledge of, oh, that's how they are when they do this. And this, I understand why they're like that. And I had to get this and this and this. This is how you feel about that. And then meeting someone for the first time, this is your parent. Oh, okay, cool. But what am I supposed Yeah, what are you supposed to do with them? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. I can't share my past 20 plus years of my life with them right now and just give it all up to them right yeah. then and now. It's They've missed 20 plus years of my life. So do we start from there or do we start from the beginning? And it's interesting because I think typically the parent wants to go back to the beginning because they missed it all mm -hmm. and they want to be a part of it. But you can't. Mm -mm. You just got to be okay with it, too. Like, I understand it is really difficult for parents. It is a difficult decision to make in the beginning. And it's a difficult decision to make whether you want to be involved or not throughout the process because it could be harder for them or more, or less difficult if they are involved or aren't involved. And that's up to the person. But it's difficult in the sense of for them, I think, more so sometimes when these things happen because it's like, well... I don't really feel the need to do that. I don't feel the need to dive backwards into my past and my hurtful past because of this to share with you. Yeah. First out of protection for you, but also out of protection for myself. Like, yeah. I don't want to dive into like very personal things with somebody I don't know. Yeah. Because unfortunately, it sounds terrible, but your my biolog your biological parent is a stranger and it's not someone that you even can necessarily trust because you nope. don't know them. And that's the thing nobody understands. Everybody's like, oh, you get to meet your mom. That's so exciting. Yeah. But like, they're a stranger. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel comfortable with her alone for the first couple times we went out. Nope. Like, they're a stranger. Yep. I didn't want to get in the car with her. Like, it's not that I didn't trust her, but like, it's mm -hmm. still weird, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I don't know if she felt guilty because my mom had passed away and she was trying to fill that mom void. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was part of it. Or, you know, she just felt guilty in general or what. But, mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, me, the adoptee people pleaser over here kept trying to say, oh, well, you didn't do anything wrong. And da, 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 da. And then I'm like, why am I trying to make her feel better when yeah. I'm the one that has the trauma? Like, she should hold on. She should also be doing the same for you. And it wasn't reciprocated. Yeah. And then I that's when I kind of had to be like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Take a step back. You know, you can get really excited in the moment, I'm sure. And then you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. But there's nothing being reciprocated. And I feel like it's not helpful. No. It wasn't benefiting me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It took me a couple months to realize. And that's unfortunate because I put my whole heart and soul into it because I wanted it to work so bad. Mm. But yeah. when it gets to the point where it's unhealthy for you, you have to step back. Yeah. And I'm glad you realized it. I mean couple months seems like a long time but it's really not in the mm -hmm. grand scheme of things so i'm glad that it was actually pretty quick yeah. for you to understand and realize that and then you can move forward with it with it with every way you want to which is nice yeah i say to my friends all the time like i made it 27 and a half years without her i can make it the rest of my life without her you know oh yeah yeah and it's it works for you that way and you know you have that family that you have now and you have 
the church family that you have to support you and, and move forward with you. And you have the friends that you have that can support you. And, yeah, exactly. You know, it, the one thing that I've definitely learned from being adopted is that blood doesn't make you family. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be blood related to me in order for me to love you unconditionally. It means that I love everybody around me unconditionally because they are my family, regardless of blood. Blood doesn't make you family. And there are a lot of people out there that think that. Yeah. And they wholeheartedly believe that that's what makes that's your family, it's your blood. And it's like, well, sometimes there's some situations where they don't treat you like family, yeah. even if they are blood. And honestly, I'm okay with them not being my blood. Yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely better off with what I have now than what I would have had growing up. Exactly. So it's not a bad deal. It's a good deal for me. Exactly. <laughs> but it is difficult for people to understand that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So I think we're going to start winding down a little bit. So for you, what kind of advice would you give a parent looking to adopt a child? My biggest thing would be maybe start incorporating the idea of adoption at a little bit of a younger age, mm. because that was something I had struggled with, kind of finding out so abruptly, you know, in a already difficult time in my life. Yeah. Even if it's just, you know, buying a book when they're younger and being like, mm-hmm. oh, you didn't, you know, you didn't biologically come from me, but we love you. And, you know, I know yeah. that sounds kind of hokey, but. No, I think it's honest. Being upfront and honest with your kids. And I know my parents did what they thought was right because I was bullied when I was younger and they didn't want the kids at my school to find another reason to pick on me, which is totally valid. Mm -hmm. But it was also more difficult for me to find out that abruptly. And that was kind of like, oh, that was it. Like, oh, okay, that, you know, that's that's it. Okay, so that would be my biggest thing to kind of just like start incorporating it, you know, little by little, you know, as much as they're capable. Oh, yeah. Age wise to digest it. Uh, they are. They're now putting out more books too, like children's books about it, which I've actually been really excited about. Um, for that situation too, to be able to at least present something to for them visually to understand. Yeah, you know, this is what it means. Um, so that's a good point. I never thought about it like that specifically, but it makes sense. And then the other part that I like to try and hone in on is the idea of. What kind of advice would we want to give our adoptees or our fellow adoptees? Like if we were asked what kind of advice we would give them, what would you say? Probably to be as open with your story as you feel comfortable, because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is kind of keeping your story to yourself. And I know for me, that is where a lot of my, you know, depression and stuff kind of festered. Because when you kind of hold it all in, it can get worse Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, well, I have nobody to tell. And, it, you know, how do I process this Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, you know, and you don't have to, like, walk around telling strangers like I am here on the Internet. But you can, (laughs) you know, talk to a therapist or, you know, trust, find somebody you trust at church or, you know, that kind of stuff just to be able to find somebody that you can vent to. You don't even have to ask for advice. Just Mm -hmm. kind of get it out. Because regardless of 
how wonderful your adoptive parents are and how wonderful your childhood was. You know, there there is some kind of trauma and some inkling of abandonment, most likely. And Mm -hmm. that's something I think as adoptees, we all kind of have to process and accept at some point Mm -hmm. because it can make things more difficult if we don't. I think that's a great way to say it. And I think it's great advice and it's valid for everybody because you're right. We could have had the greatest family that we went into, but it's still something in deep inside that you never are going to be able to process unless you allow yourself to. So I think that's a, a really good point to make. And the being open as much as you want to be is really important to say, too, because you don't have to share everything with everybody and you don't have to feel like you need to do that in order to heal. It's whatever works for you mm-hmm. and not necessarily what we say or do or what someone else might say or do. It's yeah. what is good for you and your healing process. And if right now it's just to say I'm adopted, great. And if it's to say your whole story, even even better, whatever works for you is great. And not to feel pressured to have to speak everything out all at one time. Yeah. Because then also sometimes get a little, you blurt, and then you like word vomiting, <laughs> which isn't great. But, well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jillian, Jilly. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, I it's really been nice to get to know your story and I appreciate your vulnerability and willingness to share as much as you did. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again in two weeks with another story to share.